during week 208 of Brightest Branded Thoughts, a review of Iowa's 2023 class. Kids who are expected to sign here in a few days. Talk about position needs and, of course, a couple of transfers who are going to be hopping on as well. Plus, an exclusive interview with Iowa football 2023 commit Dayton Howard, a 6'5 wide receiver from the Kansas City area whose story fascinates me. And if you like kids who are flying under the radar at Iowa, you're going to love Dayton Howard. A lot to prove and a kid who's motivated to be great. All that coming up during week 208 of Brad's Branded Thoughts. This is from the Hawkeye of the Storm. You may have heard of the real-life Hawkeye man cave known as Kinnick Under the Kitchen. Well, after lots of hard work, there's not much space left to paint, but the walls are exploding out for public consumption. Under the Kitchen is proud to announce that you can now purchase exclusive prints of some of your favorite Hawkeye legends, including wrestling great Spencer Lee, football players Arlen Bruce, Riley Moss, and Tavian Banks, plus an all-in-one Murray family legacy print featuring Keegan, Chris, and Kenyon Murray himself. Signed and unsigned prints are available, making the perfect collectible or gift for any Hawkeye enthusiast. For more information on purchasing one of these outstanding Hawkeye prints, visit Under the Kitchen on Facebook. That's Under the Kitchen on Facebook. Week 208 of Braddus Branded Thoughts here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. First of all, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to be able to talk Hawkeye football, Hawkeye basketball, Hawkeye women's basketball with you all year round. Please go ahead and hit the thumbs up, hit that like button, and of course, subscribe to the channel here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. All the content here is free. So again, stick it right here and uh, definitely subscribe. Turn notifications on, hit that little bell. That will help you get the latest Hawkeye news, Hawkeye information, Hawkeye content right here on YouTube. And of course, you can check us out on your favorite podcast platforms. So what we're going to do today, folks, is we're going to look at this 2023 class. Now, we're not going to look at it inside and out. We're not going to break down every single player inside and out. We're going to have a live show next Wednesday throughout the afternoon from 1 to 5 p.m. on Wednesday, December 21st. That's signing day. We're going to be live taking calls, taking chats, talking to some of these prospects live on the air all afternoon. going to be a fun show. So we'll have plenty of time to break down this class. What I wanted to do today is kind of talk about the structure of this class. Some needs here as we head into the final few days before we hit that early signing period. And of course, Iowa can still get transfers and guys after Wednesday, but really Wednesday has become the de facto signing day, even though signing day is what, technically in February. This is the beginning of the early signing period. So uh, we're going to call it signing day. Let's start at wide receiver. We all know the, the needs that Iowa has a receiver and Iowa better be thankful they have Alex Moda. Receiver from Marion who is considered a speedster, played a lot of quarterback in high school, is a guy who can take the top off a of defense and they need somebody who can do that. His development will be of extreme importance. Alex Moda at 6'1", 175 from Marion will be a big part of what Iowa wants to do at that position. Jerry Bowie and Dayton Howard. We're going to have a conversation with Dayton Howard here in a few minutes. Both of these guys were late additions. Iowa needed them. And, you know, they're going to be flying under the radar. Bowie had some decent offers. Dayton Howard, extremely um, intriguing prospect and kind of a fascinating recruitment. We're going to talk to him again in just a couple of minutes. But they need depth. And uh, you got to be thankful that they were able to uh, pad those wide receiver numbers in this class and get those numbers up to three. And they're, they're hitting the portal hard. Seth Anderson is on campus as I record this. 
He's with Iowa right now at practice as I record this podcast. I expect a decision from him before Wednesday. I expect a decision from him possibly Monday or Tuesday. At the latest, I would be surprised if we don't hear from Seth Anderson by then. Isaac Teslaw continues to roll on the offers. Kid from Hillsdale College, Division II school, he's rolling in some high major offers as well. So they've done some work at receiver, and they needed to do some work at receiver. Keep in mind they lost Arlen Bruce. I mean, he certainly hasn't committed anywhere yet, but uh, we assume he's leaving. Keegan Johnson has committed to Kansas State. How about tight end? Tight end was a concern in this class, at least from a depth perspective. Certainly, Iowa got a big fish in the portal by way of Eric All from Michigan. He's got two years. He'll probably try to uh, jump to the league after one year would be my guess. A year playing with his old friend, his old buddy, Cade McNamara. Zach Ortworth is a kid who will sign on Wednesday. Six foot four, 220-pound kid from St. Louis. And Iowa missed on a couple tight ends, including a legacy tight end in Mac Markway earlier in the cycle. So Zach Ortworth was a kid they needed to grab. And you just have confidence in even Brian Ferentz and then the staff developing tight ends. They do it every year. Sam Laporta going to be drafted here in a few months. So uh, Ortworth certainly in line. But he'll have to wait his turn because some good tight ends ahead of him, including Lachey, Ostringa, Stilianos has got a year, and, of course, Eric All. We know quarterback Marco Lanez. We've had him on the show before. He is a dynamic guy. Reminds me a little bit of Brad Banks. I know it's going to make people sweat, start to make people nervous when I bring up comparisons like that. He's got a lot to prove, but boy, a lot of potential in this kid. He is a guy who understands how to move outside the pocket, make throws on the run, lower his pads, get skinny when he basically becomes a running back. Excited to see what the Hunt School product will do at Iowa. And again, we'll see. Uh, if he's able to enroll early. I know it's been reported that he's not enrolling early, but uh, don't think that's a done deal just yet. Do I expect him to enroll early? Probably not given where he attends prep school, but don't know that that door's been closed. That's all I can say at this point. Offensive line, of course, the biggest fish in this class is Caden Proctor, the five-star tackle from Des Moines. Yes, I know he's on a visit right now to Alabama. Oregon's still coming in hard after him. Colorado's been pushing for him. He's not going to Colorado, folks. I can tell you that right now for a certainty. He's not going to Colorado. He is committed to Iowa. I still think he's coming to Iowa. From everything I've been told, I have reason to believe he will be signing on Wednesday. But Bama and Oregon are not stopping in their pursuit of Caden Proctor. The best thing I can say to Caden Proctor, enjoy the spotlight. Enjoy being treated like a king here for a few days. And you just hope he's locked in. I think he is. I think you're going to see Caden Proctor sign with the Hawkeyes on Wednesday. Trevor Lauk, four-star kid from Indianapolis. Boy, another great prize out of this class. Uh, a kid who is listed at six foot six, two eighty-five, likely ends up seeing the field at tackle. But Iowa recruiting bigger guys now along that offensive line, which I think is probably a good thing. You look at some of the best lines out there, Wisconsin, Minnesota being a couple of examples. They've got bigger products, even though they traditionally run more gap stuff than Iowa does. But Trevor Lauk will be a really good addition to this class. Kate Piper was a late ad. We'll be talking about him in a day or two. Also on this channel, he committed during the course of the season uh, this year for Iowa. Offensive tackle Cannon Leonard from Gilman, Illinois. His brother plays for Brett Bielema and the Illini. Leonard, six foot nine. Six foot nine. Projected as an offensive tackle. I don't know what else you do with a kid that size. Size is intriguing. Does it make me a little bit nervous? Sure. 
but they got him and uh, we'll see what they do with him. Big, big kid. How much girth do they pack on this guy who's listed currently at just 265 pounds? Iowa had a big fish in the portal at running back Kendrick Raphael in the midst of Iowa's struggles offensively decommitted. Now, how much of that decision was because of other schools pressuring him? How much of it was because of Iowa's lackluster performance on offense? Was it partially because of Caleb Johnson's uh, emergence? That's possible as well. Regardless, he was a four-star kid from Florida that they really liked and I really liked. And so they had to go back into the cycle and look at a kid, Kamari Moulton, who they were able to get to commit. He's a smaller kid at 5'9", 180. He's got a lot to prove. But again, another Florida kid, give Liddell Betts credit. He has done well with this group since he took over. Give him credit for identifying guys like Raphael, Caleb Johnson, Jazzy, and Patterson. You got to have trust that he's identified one here in Kamari Moulton. Arnold Barnes is a kid who was committed to Nebraska, recently decommitted. I was told last week that we were expected to hear something by the weekend. We got through the weekend, have heard nothing. It's been crickets since then. So does the offer still stand with Iowa? As of last week, it still stood. I can tell you that on good authority, but we'll just have to wait and see. And uh, maybe he ends up going someplace else. Maybe Iowa takes him. Maybe he commits on signing date. We'll just have to wait and see. Don't have a great feeling about Arnold Barnes, given the crickets. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. They do have Kamari Moulton committed and he'll sign on Wednesday. One guy I don't want to forget, future center Leighton Jones. He's projected on the inside along Iowa's offensive line, had him on the show as well. Another kid from Indiana, six foot four, 275. It will be intriguing to see if Logan Jones develops, because if that L Jones doesn't develop a center, another L Jones may come in and, and uh, vie for some playing time in the first couple of years of his time in Iowa City. Leighton Jones, good head on that kid's shoulders, and he'll have an opportunity to work hard and become Iowa's future center. Looking at the other side of the football on defense, certainly Iowa's got some athletes. I mean, Kenneth Merriweather's a kid who excelled as a wide receiver up at Martin Luther King in Detroit, Michigan. He'll have a chance. He's probably going to have to get a little bit bigger at 6'3", 235, but Iowa's had success with guys who are somewhat undersized. He's a really good athlete. He'd be a better athlete than they're used to having at that size along that defensive line. Could he be a bit of a hybrid pass rusher? That's possible, uh, but they like him a lot. Got him to commit back in July. Chase Brackney, bigger kid from Cherry Creek. Will he end up being inside or outside? Uh, by the way, Cherry Creek, the same school Alex Padilla played at during high school. So Brackney will uh, have an opportunity with his size to make an impact early. Will that be inside or outside? We'll just have to wait and see. Maddox Borcherding Johnson's been committed since 2021. Kid from Norwalk, a big Hawkeye kid, had him on the show as well. His brother's a pretty good football player as well. But Borcherding Johnson, your prototypical D tackle. He kind of reminds me more of like a Noah Shannon or perhaps a Cedric Lattimore at 6'3, 270. Again, all these guys on the defensive line will have an opportunity to earn some playing time as underclassmen because Iowa likes to go eight or nine deep along that defensive line. So we'll see. Ontario Thompson had him on the show just a couple weeks ago. He's a Juco prospect who just won a national championship at Iowa Western. And folks, he is ready to shine. I believe he ran a 4-6, a 4-6 at six foot three, 300 pounds. Ontario Thompson, the real deal, originally from Dubuque Hempstead. Zach Lutmer, Aiden Hall, two guys who have opportunities as potential DBs at Iowa. Does one of these guys pack on some pounds and become like a Seth Benson at linebacker? Uh, again, we'll see. They're listed as athletes right now. Um, Aiden Hall from a very football-rich 
community over in Harlan, Iowa, Zach Lutmer from Rock Rapids, Iowa, will be interesting to see how they develop. Also, John Nestor, considered, I believe, to be a, a DB. He's a safety in my mind. I don't see him playing anywhere else. He's listed at 6'1", 185 from Marist in Chicago. Khalil Tate's another one, picked Iowa over Wisconsin from Kenwood Academy in Chicago. He is an athletic kid, can lay a punch, and he's got some size, kind of like a Kayvon Merriweather as it relates to size at 6'2", 185. He'll have an opportunity with some attrition at safety, Reggie Bracey being one, Kayvon Merriweather being another. Uh, he'll have an opportunity to compete. He's obviously got some guys in front of him, though. Quinn Schulte, Xavier Wampa, let's not forget about Conan Tringer from last year's class. But Phil Parker, not afraid to use young guys at DB, specifically at corner. But here's a kid who uh, has got some physical traits that you cannot teach. So uh, that's always a positive as well. How about Ben Keeter, a linebacker from Iowa City, who is literally one of the best wrestlers to ever compete at Iowa City High. He is going to be special. Now, as it relates to his future at Iowa as a football player at 6'3", 220 pounds, it will be intriguing to see how early they can get him on the field. We talk about great athletes. Ben Keeter is right there with any of them. He's a guy that few people are talking about. He's been committed since September of 21. Maybe not your flashiest guy, but just look at his wrestling pedigree. He just won a junior freestyle world championship at, I believe, 213 pounds. So uh, he's special. And, of course, Iowa's done great things with uh, guys who are wrestlers. Tyler Linderbaum being a guy I always bring up because it's a great example. Tristan Wirfs being another. Ben Keeter will be an interesting one uh, once he gets uh, – he's already in Iowa City, right? Once he gets on campus – here next year. And that just about does it. Iowa is in on an athlete who had been previously committed to Purdue. I think he projects more as a running back. We'll see how his recruitment proceeds. There are guys who could decommit late or flip. Again, we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I don't know of any names specifically offhand that I anticipate will flip on Wednesday, but it is certainly possible. And they are going after guys in the portal. I mentioned Seth Anderson, Charleston Southern, Isaac Tesla. Uh, at Hillsdale College, Division II College, and they're not done. Uh, they will go after more guys. They lost a running back to Iowa State, kid from Stanford who's a four-star. We're about a quarter of the way through uh, this opening of the portal window, if you will. And so there's going to be more movement. As I mentioned earlier, wide receiver Dayton Howard is joining the show in just moments. Stay tuned right here, folks, from the Hawkeye of the Storm. You're watching week 208 of Braddus Brandon Thoughts. We'll be right back with Iowa 2023 commit Dayton Howard. Hawkeye fans, let's talk about health and performance optimization for a moment. Our sponsor, Ascent Nutrition, offers amazing products. It's actually owned by former Iowa graduate Lance Shuttler. Now, I've decided to partner with Ascent Nutrition because of their unique approach to human health. Ascent offers an organically grown mold and mycotoxin-free coffee. It provides a pure, clean, and rich flavor without those pesticides that most coffees are treated with. They also offer an algae oil DHA, which is used to support brain health, memory, and focus, as well as proper nervous system development in adults, children, athletes, and even pets. Now, lastly, their unique crafted wild pine pollen is used to support cardiovascular health, hormonal function, and a healthy libido. Your purchase not only supports this channel, but the business of a former Hawkeye. Visit GoAscentNutrition.com or click the link in the description below and use the code Hawkeyes. That's the code Hawkeyes to receive 15% off your total order from Ascent Nutrition. 
Pleased to be joined now by Iowa 2023 wide receiver commit, Dayton Howard. And Dayton, I appreciate you taking the time to join the show today. And uh, your your story is fascinating. We're going to get to some of your intangibles and just your recruitment. Mm -hmm. So unique and uh, a dream come true for you. So first of all, congratulations on your recent Thank you. to Iowa. Thank you. Um, can you talk a little bit for our listeners who aren't familiar with you? Because you you really talk about flying under the radar. Yeah, you really flew under the radar on the national scale, but even in the regional scale, you're a Midwest kid. Um, talk about how you ended up at Iowa. What what drew you to Iowa besides the fact that uh, your options may have been limited? What what mm -hmm. have you learned about Iowa so far in, in your recruitment? Uh, what really stood out to me when I first got there um, was just the culture. Like you can just feel it, you know, the vibes of the fan base and everything, and um, the coaches like they they really like treat you. It's like really personable when I got there. Um, you know, right when I walked in, met Dallas Clark, um, recruiting coordinator showed me around, um, told me everything about it really. And like off the bat, like it was already going to be one of my top options. Um, and the facilities are like great. It's like outstanding facilities and the food there is really good too. They, I mean, uh, they told me they spent like, I'm not sure how like a lot of money on food, which is like really a big deal to me just cause getting weight and stuff. Um, and then uh, Coach Copeland, uh, really great guy. Um, he's the one that was recruiting me. Um, plus Tyler Barnes, the recruiting coordinator. He's a, he's a great guy, and um, that's really what meant them, meant a lot to me is because they they only f knew about me for like a week because they offered me the week they found out about me. Um, wow. Like all these all these other schools, like they been, they kind of know about me over the summer a little bit, just from going to camps and stuff. And um, my coach, my high school coach, kind of trying to get my name out there before the season started. Um, you know, they all kind of knew about me a little bit, but never really pulled the trigger on an offer. Um, but then just um, when Iowa texted me out of the blue, um, they offered me that same day and gave me a game day invite. Then um, kind of looked over my film more, I guess, and then wanted me to do a photo shoot which is, I mean, you don't really do it regular game day visits. So I kind of suspected something, but I wasn't really expecting, a, you know, full scholarship offer. But um, that just shows you that they really, I mean, something to them, which like, if like, as much as you want me, I want you pretty much like, that's how kind of it was. So. And to give people a background, they were offered you after the Wisconsin game, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, it was at the, it was right before the Wisconsin game. Yeah. So was it like, you know, getting the offer and then walking out to a sold out Kinnick, just being a part of that experience? What was that like? It was, it was like, I couldn't even explain it. It was like, cause like, it was kind of just the flashbacks of all the hard work I'd put in with my dad in the backyard and just grinding out every day for summers. And, um, just pretty much what went through my mind was like every thing I did, yeah. was for that moment right there. Just looking at the stadium, the players walking out is really a dream come true. Well, we're, we're so happy for you, Dayton. And uh, I want to kind of backtrack again before, prior to that crucial day, which is November, which which you'll remember forever, right? November 12th, 2022. 100%. Um, let's talk about your your background. So obviously you, you kind of grew up in Savannah, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a small town in Missouri, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, you end up transferring high schools to Park Hill. Yeah. Um, can you kind of give, you know, without going into vast detail, can you kind of give our listeners, our our watchers, a kind of a feel for 
what caused you to transfer and just a timeline throughout high school and how you've developed into the athlete you are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in Savannah with my mom. Um, My dad always lived in Kansas City, but um, my mom grew up in Savannah and, you know, I grew up there too. It's kind of just where we lived the whole time. And um, I mean, it was cool. And then when we got to high school, that's when I started taking football more seriously. And that's when I really decided how much I love football and how much I want to take it to the next level. And then freshman year, uh, I only played JV um, and freshman team, nothing really major. And then sophomore year is when it really hit me that, like, you know, I, I want to go somewhere. And that's when I first started varsity um, for Savannah on both sides of the ball. And then um, sophomore year was okay. I mean, not really too much action, but I was thinking, you know, it's okay. I'm only a sophomore. I still got two more years left, you know, to, you know, show what I really got. And then um, – Junior year is when I, um, you know, decide I really need to make a change because I ended junior year with like 126 receiving yards and 13 catches. And um, I knew that, I mean, I made a few good plays here and there, but I mean, I only had two, two minutes of film that season, only two minutes of film. And it was kind of hard posting it because I, I mean, I was just doubtful that it was going to get any attention from high-level colleges to where I know I'm capable of going. Um, but, you know, I just kept working and working and then just, you know, praying to the Lord every single night, you know, just to lead me in the right path. And then, um, you know, I talked with my dad. He's like, you know, you know, just come down here, you know, Kansas City, obviously a big city and um, 6A football. I mean, because Savannah was only 2A. Going down, going to 6A football, you know, that's when I made the decision, you know, to just – transfer and because I mean I wasn't going to get looked at at Savannah um, with it being a small school on top of not really getting many targets at all so um, transfer to Park Hill um, and you know met coach Sims which is the Park Hill high school coach I mean I already knew it was going to be it was going to work out for me meeting him and how he is with his connections and college coaches and stuff so just grinded out all summer getting ready for 6A football I mean I've had bunch of doubters but I mean I don't really that doesn't mean anything to me so um yeah that's pretty much it was what caused me to transfer so talk about coach Sims a little bit more I mean you talk about his connections but uh he and that entire staff of obviously I mean certainly time and place and situation and setting all of that has you know a lot as far as uh your production right or maybe lack thereof at savannah we're not knocking anybody back there but those Mm -hmm. all were factors and now you Mm -hmm. go into a situation you're competing at a higher level as you said you're getting more exposure but you're getting Mm -hmm. coaching that you sounded like you really needed yeah um can you talk specifically about what what changes were made as far as your development once you got to park hill um so it started when um because i transferred in january i met him through the winter and stuff um, kind of gave me a rundown of, you know, what Park Hill is about and what their work ethic, what their work ethic is. And um, then summer starts when summer workouts, um, just training every day. And he loves to pass the ball, which is, I mean, a receiver's dream, obviously. So um, I knew I was, you know, I knew what I was capable of. So I worked with KB every day, Kendrick, my quarterback, um, over the summer. We built a, gr- a strong connection. And then um, really just working every day and then, getting to know the playbook like right off the bat um because i was on my this past year was only a second year there and um but the whole whole coaching staff 
really just grind you like they you have no choice but to be a better athlete than what you were before the summer started and um really just the whole summer kind of set me up for the season just to have a great season and um coach Sims great guy I mean on and off the field he knows what he's doing and um you know we won we went three and eight but um we averaged like 40 points a game but it was really just kind of our defense that lacked a little bit but um yeah, and then I ended up uh, being second in the state for touchdowns, which was 13. And then, uh, yeah, that was kind of at, at the 6A level. Yeah, 6A level. Yeah, just so going from two, going from 2A to 6A, just kind of sparked. That's awesome. And so, I want to talk about other schools involved in your recruitment, and I don't bring this up to. Um, I don't know, berate you for not having a bunch of other interest, but it yeah. is intriguing. You even mentioned this before we started this interview that it is a, a kind of strange, but also fascinating. Mm. The fact that you told me that there were no, you had no other offers. We're not just talking, you didn't have any other offers and we're not just talking division one offers. Talk about your recruitment. I know that if you go to your recruiting page on two, four, seven sports or on, on rivals, it says that, uh, you know, you had interest from Kansas state and Iowa yeah. state. Mm-hmm. I think I saw maybe Colorado state somewhere there. Yeah, maybe they me. yeah. So, but I mean, how extensive was that, that interest from those other schools? Um, well, I mean, they kind of knew, uh, Iowa state, knew about me they're really the first power five or like d1 college that kind of knew about me just from um their wide receiver coach having connections with sims um i went to their camp over the summer um i mean they said they liked me but they they said you know we'll we'll keep an eye on you you know throughout the season and they they never pulled the trigger then middle of the season um k-state you know hopped on my recruitment invited me to a game um, they said they liked me, but then never heard from them after the game day visit. And um, those are the only two visits that I went on over the fall. And, um, yeah, that was really it. I mean, no other schools really contacted me at that time. It was really until uh, when, when Iowa texted me is when Colorado State texted me too. But um, those are really the only schools that I heard from. And then think – Missouri Southern was the only D2 school that I heard of, I think. And then, C- no, SEMO texted me a little bit too, but that was like just about something. But really nothing, no other offers or anything. Um, and that's what made me choose Iowa is because they, you know, they want me just as, you know, a lot. And I can tell just from walking in their facilities and how they treated me. And that's what made me choose them. So, but only I only needed one offer, you know, just one opportunity to, you know, show what I got. So, and and I find that fascinating too because, I mean, we're asking you why Iowa. I, mm-hmm. I think a better question on signing day for Kirk Ferentz is 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 why Dayton Howard. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm fa- I'm going to be very fascinated once you sign to ask him that question to actually uh, get an answer from him. Um, what, from your perspective, what did they see in your game? Obviously you have a unique skill set. You're six foot five. Um, you're a bigger guy playing Mm -hmm. receiver. You obviously put up impressive numbers at a high level in a big metropolis, but talk about what Iowa saw in you. Uh, what they saw in me, I feel like is a unique six, five guy. And, not really. I don't feel like many six five guys can move the way I do, and uh, 
just it goes into you know the work that I put in and everything and I feel like I move not like like a shorter guy I guess is when you call it like um I don't feel like I move like a you know a gangly tight end just slower guy because I mean I run a four five forty which is I mean it's not crazy fast but it's you know it's doable for six five you know so um I just feel like that's what they really saw in me and my catching ability uh being able to go a high point a ball using my height to an advantage so four five is uh that's not not too bad at all for, for yeah. a guy who's six foot five so that, yeah. that was my next question Dayton so you and I talked again prior to this interview but the the big question that's going to come up especially with people outside the program is is this kid really a wide receiver so I I'd like to know from your perspective do you foresee yourself uh, at receiver do you foresee yourself a tight end and what conversations have been had between uh, yourself and uh, and Iowa um me personally I mean I see myself a receiver 100 percent. but like I said earlier like wherever they need me to win the game is where I'll play no matter where it is tight end receiver anything um but just from I know what what I'm capable of I I know I can play receiver and I know I'll get faster just from the work I'll put in, you know, in the off season. Um, but yeah. Now, one thing that uh, I always like to ask, especially skill position players, but it applies everywhere. Other sports, as far as background, obviously multi-sport athletes, they're mm-hmm. known to be attractive to schools like Iowa. What do you think basketball and baseball, th- those are two sports that you have been involved with at the high school level. What do you take from those two sports that helps you in the football field? Um, basketball, jumping, 100%. Pretty obvious answer there. Um, I mean, you're constantly jumping in basketball and, like, really using it to your advantage. And that translates straight to the football field, going up to get a ball. And especially being 6'5", you, like, have, like, an 80% chance. I don't know what it is, but 80% chance to, like, win it over those shorter corners because, I mean, you don't see too many tall corners out there. So, um that's the jumping ability in basketball for sure. And then baseball as a hand-eye coordination is what really helped me, I believe. Cause I'm, I mean, I've been playing these sports since I was three years old and um, growing up in a baseball family, you know, I really got the gist of, you know, getting the bat on the ball, seeing the ball for years coming on the bat. And then I was an outfielder. So just watching it in the glove every single, every single time. Um, but hand-eye coordination helped me with um, football and baseball most tying together. So, one thing that uh, we understand, we're in the midst of a very, very busy time here in December, especially the transfer portal oh, yeah. at the college level. I mean, it's as active as ever, and Iowa has experienced some attrition at wide receiver. And, and the position group was not real deep prior to that, as you know, Dayton. Mm-hmm. But now you got guys entering the portal, could come back, could leave. Yeah. One guy who's been steady Eddie throughout all this is uh, Brody Brecht. And, uh, of course, you probably know Brody he's you know a pitcher at, yeah. at Iowa mm-hmm. he's a bigger receiver so I could see you two perhaps hitting it off once you get mm-hmm. that be a part of that room what do you like about coach Kelpland, uh, Copeland excuse me I know you have been recruited by him and uh, just how Iowa runs things I mean obviously you know they're not known to be you know the passing team or whatever um but I mean that could just be you know the depth in the room you know maybe not having the best receivers in there and uh or just really anything um but from what I see, what I see is, you know, Copeland, he, I mean, he's, he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, he's a good guy. And what he talked about me, like how things work at Iowa with, like, work ethic and everything, like, you know, they really know how to get after it. Um, 
but you know I feel like getting more depth at the receiver position and um, I mean will obviously help them and so what are you let's talk strengths and weaknesses you're obviously one of your big strengths I would have to think is is you would be an obvious red zone target like Mm -hmm. talk about your your jumping ability your height Um, you're obviously not slow so it's not like you can't beat a guy over the top I'm sure but you're going to win some one-on-one battles purely because of size but talk about your your strengths on the football field maybe what makes you unique other than just the physical difference that you provide being six foot five Mm, um, strengths really just um, like I said earlier high pointing a ball I mean I feel like I'll if it's a 50 50 ball like I'm, I'm up there like I will I will win that battle um, especially if it's a smaller corner and um, red zone, you know, throw it up. I'll go up and get it um, because, you know, I can jump on top of being six, five. And um, another strength is like, um, like I said earlier, like, I mean, I feel like I move differently and my routes are a lot more crisp than most other six, five dudes, I guess you can say. And, um, you know, I, cause I've worked on that for like years, just, watching NFL players and videos and stuff, just working on how many steps or like head and shoulder fakes, selling your eyes, whatever, like you can go into detail about all that. Um, that's really why I think my strengths are is high pointing a ball and um, my route understanding and understanding how to create space. And as far as things you want to improve on, I know you uh, told me, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, that uh, you're mm-hmm. planning enrolling in the summer. Yeah. So you won't be getting to Iowa early. So you have some extra time in your high school to career to, to uh, get in some some off-season work. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously, once you get to, to Iowa, it'll be about conditioning, and, and then you'll hit fall camp. But uh, yeah. what are some weaknesses that you're looking to improve upon? Let's just look in the short term in 2023. Um, weaknesses is, uh, I mean, I know I'm already, you know, decently fast, but I, I want to be faster. Like, I want to be like a Christian Watson, you know, for Green Bay, you know, he's 6'5", runs a 4'28", and I'm not saying I'm going to run a 4'28", obviously, but maybe get in the 4'4 range, just be a solid running receiver. And um, getting the ball in open field, being able to be more agile, making sharper cuts, um, and just like, just hit mobility, hit mobility, you know, and field vision, just to kind of just get really better at all those things, so talk a little bit about life after football everybody wants to talk about your career and i'm sure it's your dream to play in the league Um, but as you know there's there is life after football which ultimately is more important than football i mean in the grand scheme of things there are bigger things in life so talk about what your interests are uh what do you like to do in your free time what's your outlook on what you want to major in i mean do you have i'm Um, sure you've had these thoughts yeah um i've always loved uh the marketing business, like business, that kind of category. Um, I've always taken high school classes about marketing and entrepreneurship, which, I mean, I always, I always fascinated about, you know, starting my own business or being, you know, co-owner of something. Um, you know, when I was little, I would always, uh, like sketch all the, like the name brand logos, like Nike and Adidas and all that. Um, I love, I love designing things. That's what I used to always do. And, um, just kind of being, an owner of a business or like a, a brand would always be awesome. Like I'd love to do that, but um, that's really the only thing. I mean, I don't really have a life outside of football. I just kind of hang out with friends and just work. But You you mentioned restaurants earlier. Like you're, you, well, no, you mentioned food. You're talking about yeah, Iowa. Serving, but yeah. Is the barbecue thing down in Kansas city a real, real thing? I mean, is it just that much better than everywhere else? 
100%. Like, the barbecue okay. here is probably the best in the country, 100%. So what's it going to be like having to leave that? I mean, you've gotten you've been there a little while now, and uh, I'm uh, sure you visited yeah. your dad growing up. and. Yeah, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough leaving the barbecue for sure. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's whatever, I guess. I mean, my dad could always bring down some food when he visits. So. There you go. Maybe yeah. you can strike up an NIL deal with one of the barbecue places. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll cater for you. Yeah. yeah. I've asked this question to other recruits, Dayton. First of all, what do you think about NIL? Do you, I mean, I know you're still, you're not even in college yet, but I mean, mm -hmm. NIL has become such a, a leverage tactic yeah. for the transfer portal and recruiting. But the substance of NIL is good for, for mm -hmm. young people to be able to make money based on their name, image, and likeness, which which is fair and I think which is right. But you're just just your thoughts on NIL and do you have like a dream NIL, you don't have to give me a company, but deal or like some type of a business that you would that you think you would represent well? Um well I think about NIL, I mean I mean I think it's a great idea. I mean um being able to make money. It's kind of I mean, it's kinda of like a step down just from the NFL, just being able to make money while playing football. Not from football, but you know, from advertisements and everything. But um I mean, my dream would be, you know, maybe being an ad or something or just partnership with like a food brand or a clothing brand, you know, just making it's like a side hustle almost on top of just again working in football. Last um, question I want to ask you, Dayton. And uh, again, appreciate you taking the last 20 minutes yeah, no to, uh, to discuss your life. And I think it's just, again, fascinating mm -hmm. your background. And we're, wish, of course, wishing you all the best. But mm -hmm. everybody wants to talk about influencers in their life. And, you know, maybe it's a, a famous athlete or mm -hmm. someone who's uh, in the national spotlight. You think about social media. We use this term influencers to talk about social media influencers. But really, a person's biggest influencers are the people they grew up with typically, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody who's uh, a close friend or family member, who would you say are the greatest influencers in, in Dayton Howard's life? Uh, definitely have to be my dad. Like my dad taught me everything, how to be a man um, and how to just be able to take hardships that goes on in your life and being able to just kind of keep standing when you get knocked down and just everything like that. And all the work that has to be put in if you want to be great. And then my mom, for sure too like she's the one that you know raised me most of my life you know she's the one that you know really taught me how to treat people and just being a great person like you know just or helping the teammate up or helping the opponent up and i mean she they both really just kind of taught me the real base structure of what it is to be a man so definitely those two Parents are always good options oh, to yeah. fall back on. So yeah. uh, Dayton Howard, Iowa, class of 2023 football commit, listed as a wide receiver, but uh, you, you sound like you're open to uh, whatever Iowa wants to use you as. And yeah. just congratulations, Dayton, yeah, on this, uh, this opportunity. And uh, thank you. your stories, stories like yours, and they don't come around every day, mm -hmm. but uh, you are one that we will be rooting for once you get to Iowa next summer. So congratulations on your commitment, and we'll look Thank forward you. to seeing you sign here. In the 21st, 21st of December. 21st. Dayton Howard, appreciate the time, sir. Thank you. One of the great things about being able to do what I do here from the Hawkeye of the Storm, talk to these different athletes, these different recruits, these different commits, signees, well, soon to be signees on Wednesday, is it just gives you more reason to want to root for these kids, especially a guy like Dayton Howard who has busted his butt got one offer, but that was the only offer he needed. And now he's got an opportunity to prove even more doubters wrong once he gets to Iowa 
and uses that impressive 6.566 frame, a guy who could potentially do some serious damage in his career in the red zone in Iowa, given their offensive struggles, specifically in the red zone last year, they could use a red zone threat. How quickly will he develop? Those are all questions we'll have to wait and see. He'll get here in the summer of 2023. Again, as I mentioned earlier, a live streaming special this Wednesday, folks, from 1 to 5 p.m. right here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. You'll want to make this part of your day. We'll have Iowa football signees checking in with us throughout the day. We'll be taking your calls, taking your chats, and breaking down Iowa's 2023 football class. Join us Wednesday from 1 to 5 p.m. right here from the Hawkeye of the Storm.